0: On the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between. This is Brewers Weekly, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Pauly.
1: Here we go on a Thursday. Welcome into the program, everybody. My name is Matt Pauly. It might as well be 85 degrees out and sunny, considering the amount of excitement we have about baseball this evening. Now, generally around this time of year, we would be talking about spring training baseball taking place. We're not quite to that point, but we are very, very, very close as a new collective bargaining agreement was ratified earlier today. Baseball's back. The business of baseball's back. Free agent signings, trades, everything can happen. And uh, we're going to have a crazy few days, probably a crazy next week or so, as teams continue to finish off uh, their roster. So this is a fun show because for the first time in a while, Kyle we are able to actually talk about baseball stuff. What should the Brewers do in free agency? Because it is, once again, free agency, right? We can talk about that now. We haven't been able to do that since early December. So we are going to do that during the course of this show, really during the second half. I'm going to kind of break up the show into two halves. Our first half, we're going to really get into the collective bargaining agreement, what happened, why it happened, what you can expect moving forward. And then in the second half, we'll focus more on on- field baseball stuff something that we have all really wanted to talk about for quite some time as always if you want to get in contact with me the best way to do so there are actually multiple ways you can call or you can text into the acunet mortgage uh talk and text line 855-616-1620 that's 855-616-1620 we're taking your phone calls we're taking your text messages or you can tweet into the program at matt polly on air m-a-t-t P a u l e y on air. That's how you. Uh, that's how you tweet into this show. Here's my question for: you. I'd love to get some answers on this, and I'm certainly not wanting to take a negative tone here because I think it's a day of celebration because baseball's back. If you're listening to this show, there's a good chance that you love baseball, and uh, baseball's back, and we can all celebrate. Here's what I want to know, though, because there were people that when. When they lost games, when they lost the World Series back in 94, there were people who walked away from the sport of baseball and either never came back, took a long time to come back, their full interest never came back. Maybe they were season ticket holders and they, they never got season tickets again. Like it had, a, it had an impact on the game. I used to hear occasionally from people who said they just don't watch baseball since the 94 strike. Now, to be honest, I've, I haven't heard that from anybody in a few years now. But it, w- it was a few years ago that I would still hear that from people occasionally. What was lost? What was lost here? What was lost was uh, spring training is starting late. And I definitely know this, there are people out there who had spring training trips planned that they, they either changed or they're they headed to, to Arizona or, or they're going to head to Arizona not really knowing if there was going to be baseball. Now maybe there will be. Uh, so that's, that's something that has been lost. The actual start of the season, the date of when the season was supposed to start, that's been lost, but it's only going to be delayed a few days, and they're still going to get 162 games in. So I kind of want to take the temperature, and I want to hear from, if this if this is you, and I kind of hope I hear from nobody, but if I hear from people, that's all right. That's right. I'm, I'm very curious on this. If you are somebody, and it's, it only counts if you are a baseball fan or were a baseball fan, if you're somebody who, is really negatively impacted by what we just went through over the last few months, even though they're still going to play a complete 162, and the season is going to start literally just a few days short. If you're somebody that's so upset about the way things went down that it's going to impact you going to games, you buying merchandise, you watching games on TV, you listening to games on the radio, things like that, I'd like to hear from you. I'd love for you to text in eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's 855-616-1620. Not trying to be negative here. This is a very positive day, and we're all excited. But I did kind of want to take the temperature of people who can't just snap of the finger, get over everything that has happened. You know, Rob Manfred spoke today. If you've listened to me very much, you know that I'm not a huge fan of the baseball commissioner. And he apologized to fans. And I felt like, in many ways, that was lip service. Because fans didn't need to go through what they just went through. At the end of the day, the players were able to get a pretty good deal compared to where they were at earlier. Is it the best deal that they could have gotten? I don't I don't know. They're going to be fighting again five years from now, and we'll see what happens then. I'm not trying to do too much about what's going to happen in five years, but we could we could be in the exact same spot because players feel like they have lost these contract negotiations, these CBA negotiations over the last few, and they're going to try to get more and more stuff back uh, moving forward. So uh, so this is what we've got planned. Up next, we're going to kind of go through the details of the CBA and – Some of the stuff has no impact on you as a fan. Some of it does have an impact on you as a fan. Some of it will impact the Brewers in ways that maybe you don't totally know is happening. So we'll get into that coming up in uh, just a few moments. And again, uh, the second half hour of the program will largely be based upon what the Brewers need to do before opening day. Of course, we will have game time coming up a little bit after 8.30 as well. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ.
0: Weekly on WTMJ. Swing it!
1: new news today. And I was I was going over stuff and John had to stop me in the middle of an answer and basically say, "Matt, explain that." Because part of the problem with the business of baseball is it's a lot more complicated than the business of any other North American professional sport. You know, you get things in the NBA when it comes to like the mid-level exception and stuff like that that's hard to understand in the NFL you get the you got the franchise tag and the transition tag and you got restricted free agencies and exclusive rights free agents in the NHL you've got some stuff especially kind of some wacky things when it comes to the draft and but but nothing nothing holds a candle to how complicated the business of baseball is and for somebody like me a lot of times I'm just talking the lingo and I'm not even stopping to think, you know what, there's a lot of people out there that have no clue. No clue what I just said. And it was it was a good job by John today to kind of stop me because you hear luxury tax or you hear you know competitive balance taxes it's a competitive balance thing, is what that actually stands for. What is that? Why is it a big deal? So everything that happens in this ratified C B A, there is nothing more important than what happened with the luxury tax. And for those of you who don't know what that is, basically there is no salary cap in baseball. Teams can go spend as much money as they want to spend. But when you when your payroll goes past a certain number, you start getting taxed on your payroll. And as you go up to different increments above the tax, the, the tax gets bigger and bigger, and then that money ends up being distributed uh, later on. That had When that was brought in many years ago, it was brought in because of the New York Yankees spending crazy, 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 crazy money and basically baseball saying, we need to do something to curb this. Well, over the years, what it really changed from was a competitive balance truly luxury tax to a to a salary cap because so many teams out there spend just about to there and stop right there. So players had seen their salaries for the most part be moving in the wrong direction uh, especially when compared to say inflation and they looked at that luxury tax, as the reason why, because it was used, being used as a salary cap by many teams across Major League Baseball. So of everything that happened, that number went up, and that's the most important thing. It's going to increase from uh, $230 million to $244 million over the course of the five-year deal. So it's going to continue to move in an upward direction, and what that does is it sets a precedent for when they come back five years from now, they now have that luxury tax moving at a certain level of everything that they negotiated. And I'm not saying the other stuff's not important, because it is. But that was the big one. That was the one they had to figure out. Once they got numbers that they were comfortable with there, everything else was going to fall into place. And that's basically what happened. Uh, Minimum salary is going to go up and go up significantly. This is a big deal for young players. A large percentage of Major League Baseball players are guys who play two, three years, never reach free agency, maybe never even reach arbitration. And arbitration is another thing. That's where you spend a certain amount of time in baseball. You Your salary goes up based upon your performance. But you have to have a certain amount of time in Major League Baseball to even get to arbitration. Well... Now the minimum salary is going to jump this upcoming season to seven hundred thousand dollars a year it had been uh, just over five hundred seventy thousand dollars and over the course of this CBA it's going to grow to seven hundred eighty thousand dollars so that's good that's good for these young players so yeah and that look I, I would love to make that amount of money uh, I am not sneezing at five hundred seventy thousand dollars or seven hundred thousand dollars but I think there is a there's a misconception out there that major league baseball is filled with a bunch of guys who are just making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars you make seven hundred thousand dollars a year you are doing really really well for yourself i'm not i'm not going anywhere from there but when you consider seven hundred thousand dollars half of that is going to be taxed then you're paying your agent you're paying everything else that's going on you're still making a really good living but this is not like life changing never have to work again kind of money and that's that's the majority of guys who are in Major League Baseball. That's that's around the salary that they're at. So getting that number up a little bit uh, is important. And then also the best of the best players who are in that group, who would normally be making now the, between the seven hundred and seven hundred eighty thousand and $780,000, that group is now going to be able to make a lot more money. There's going to be a $50 million pool of money that's going to be distributed to young players who have yet to reach salary arbitration. The best of the best performers are going to be able to get even more money beyond that. So. Those are the money things that got worked out. Some of the non-money things that got worked out. Uh, there's going to be a, a 45-day window for Major League Baseball to uh, put in rule changes. Basically, what that means, like the the bottom line, is 2023. You're going to see a pitch clock. You're going to see a ban on shifts, and you're going to see larger bases. Pitch clock, try to move the game uh, a little bit quicker. Ban on shifts, trying to get more hits through. Larger bases, more stolen bases. Uh, the designated hitter is coming to all of baseball. There's going to be a draft lottery with the uh, idea of discouraging tanking. So just because you have the worst record in baseball doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the number one pick. There's also going to be uh, some uh, draft pick inducements to discourage service time manipulation. That's a whole other thing that we can get into where you keep a player down at AAA for about the first month of the season to try to get another club control year of him. That's something that has happened a lot. And also, this is one that's going to impact the Brewers. Limiting the number of times a player can be optioned to the minor leagues in one season. It's going to be five times you can go up and down. You know how the Brewers like to use their entire 40-man roster, bringing guys up and down and up and down and up and down a lot? Well, now they're not going to be able to do that quite as much. So that is the basics. That is the basics of everything that's going on uh, in this CBA, in case you were uh, wondering what was agreed upon. And some of these things will have an impact on the Brewers. We'll touch on that in just a moment. This is Brewers Weekly. I started off the show asking if you are so upset about the way these CBA negotiations went down that you're just not going to go to baseball. I want to hear from you. I've heard from one person. I think mostly people are excited that baseball is back, especially in a market like this that supports the Brewers as well as this market supports them. But we got a text message from the 262, and it reads, They have once again proven they do not care about the fans at all. The fans are the one who will have to pay for this with increased prices for everything. Go pound sand, Major League Baseball. I'll take my money elsewhere. All right, so I'm I'm not sure if this person is talking about players or owners when they say they have once again proven they do not care. I'm just going to assume... This person is talking about everybody involved. I think they do care about the fans. I think they care about other stuff more. That was proven in all of this. The fans were not the number one priority from anybody. But to say they don't care about the fans, I don't think that's true. Players definitely do. Uh, We learned that coming off the pandemic season and empty ballparks. Players absolutely, especially, again, in, in places like this where a team gets supported, Oh man, they, they, they appreciate fans. And I think owners do as well. Because without fans, you don't have a business. Now here's where the text message is a hundred percent incorrect. The fans are the ones who will have to pay for this with increased prices for everything. Nope. You're wrong. There, there there is not there is not an ounce of truth to what was just said in that sentence. What's paying for all this stuff? is all the media rights deals. They just announced a deal with uh, with Apple. There's going to be... Ex- Brewers fans, you're, there's going to be some of you out there who do not like what I'm about to say in case you did not catch this. Uh, this year, you have to have an Apple TV Plus subscription to watch a Major League Baseball doubleheader that they are going to have on Friday nights. And that is an exclusive deal. The way I understand that is there will be no local telecast on those games. I'm sure there are going to be some Brewers games on Friday nights, and if you don't have an Apple TV Plus subscription, guess what? You're not watching the game. That's something that's going to be new this year. That's, a, the, the, that's gobs and gobs of money going into Major League Baseball. They're going to have a deal with Peacock, another streaming service, that they are going to have games on that service, and that's more money that's coming in. Major League Baseball getting very involved with uh, with some of the gambling outlets. That's more money that's coming in now in a market like Milwaukee, where say the local media rights deal, the you know the, the the TV deal that they have with the Valley Sports Wisconsin, the money that they receive on that TV deal is so much smaller than the money that is being received by the Dodgers, by the Cubs, by the Yankees, by the Mets, by any of the teams that are in big markets. So a team like the Brewers, yes, they do need to rely on fans more. Your ticket... The, the, the money you spend on your ticket for a Brewers game is more important to the Brewers than the money that is spent by a Dodgers fan going to a Dodgers game because they're just printing money out there in Los Angeles, but their payroll is also much, much, much higher. Um, so, But that's, that's what's paying for all this stuff. That is what's paying. Fans are not paying for whatever increases you might see as a result of the, the luxury tax going up, so potentially the, the payrolls going up across baseball, or the minimum salary going up, so that's going to result in payrolls going up as well. Fans are not paying for that. Apple TV Plus is paying for that. Peacock is paying for that. FanDuel, or DraftKings, or MGM, or whatever uh, sports betting company is aligned with Major League Baseball, they're paying for it. It's not you. It's not you. So... Uh, that's. I think that's an important thing here. That that's where that money is coming from. Those revenues, those revenues that I just mentioned. The media, the twelve-team playoff. That's another one. The 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 owners so badly wanted the expanded playoff because they make so much national TV money off these playoff games. It's 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 an enormous amount of money that they make off these playoff games. So you have more teams in the playoffs. You have more playoff games. You have more money. That's why they wanted the expanded playoff. Rob Manfred's gonna tell you, oh, we want to bring playoff baseball to as many markets as possible. Has nothing to do with it. Has everything to do with television and the money that goes along with it. So that's paying for these things as well. And these revenues have been going up for a long time and player salaries have not been going up at the same level. You know, revenue has been increasing at a certain percentage uh, in baseball. But player salaries have not kept up with it. And that was why we had most of the issues that existed here inside of this collective bargaining agreement. So I appreciate the text message, but when when you try to say that fans are going to pay for this, no, they're not. They absolutely are not. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. You can tweet into the program as well. At Matt Pauly on air, we got game time. That is next here on WTMJ.
0: It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Hobby sends one in the air in the left center, warning track. Sahil Garcia just hit one out of here and it looked like he got it for the most part with one hand.
1: So Greg Matzik has mostly hosted this show over the better part of the last three months or so. I broadcast Horizon League basketball, and they tend to play Thursday night games. So uh, I don't get to do this show as often as I would like. I'm so glad. I'm, I'm very, very, very happy that I am doing this show today. But one of the things that I absolutely miss when I'm not here is this segment right here. It's time to get to this week's edition of Game Time. What time
2: is it? Game Time! Oh, you're not the only one, pal. Let me tell you. Matt, God, what a day. You wouldn't even believe the depressing, the sad, the murky segment that I had planned. Very disappointing. I was for today. Um. Like, honestly, as bleak as it got, I it baseball, it seemingly came out of left field. Oh, yeah, thank you, huke.
0: Oh,
2: okay. So, it gets way worse than this. Let me tell you. Anyway, okay. so I think the best way to celebrate this return of baseball is to see how far we've come. So, 99 days ago is when the lockout officially started. Now you see the connection see what you did there with the music. Yeah, yeah there you good. go. I was wondering <laughs> I was where was like, you were
1: going.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, 99 days. We're going. To, so, Matt, we're going to do. We're going to go through your state of mind. From the first day until today, to celebrate today, we got to remember how far we've come. Now, the beauty of it, Matt, is you can tell how you feel, but I have options, and we have options ranging from... Darkest days in baseball. From Jeff Passant to uh, straight up nasty. And it gets better from that. So, Matt, are you ready? We're going to go through this journey down not-so-happy memory lane, but spoiler alert, there's a happy ending. Let's let's do this thing. Matt Pauling, December 2nd, 2021. MLB owners unanimously vote to implement a lockout upon the expiration of the collective bargaining agreement, the game's first work stoppage since 1994.
1: So am I supposed to answer how I was feeling at that moment? I have options, but how did you feel? Oh, um... I was significantly worried because I was expecting a very long period of time without baseball uh, I'm gonna elect a moody yeah
2: because it's gonna get you we can repeat these two by the way uh, folks January 13th you remember Major League Baseball and the Union met to discuss the game's economics for the first time in over 40 days and the league makes its first economic proposal of the lockout.
1: Yeah, so you know what, on that one, because I felt like there might actually be something that would have happened at that point. I didn't feel great about it, but there was a, a like, tepid optimism. How about that? Okay, I don't have that drop, because I think that's
2: the first time you've said it. So we'll go with tepid optimism. Spoiler alert, (laughs) it doesn't go anywhere. January 24th, the player union and the league meet for the second time since the lockout begins, and the first time in person with a two-hour meeting in New York.
1: Uh, okay, I'm trying to... So that was just a little bit after... Uh, I thought it was just worthless probably at that point. It was what? I'm sorry. I, I went worthless? I don't know if you worthless. have that. Worthless. I don't, I don't have what, that. Yeah. See,
2: you're too positive all the time, so I don't have a lot of uh, bad ones. I do have this. Ratchet. So I think we'll just go with okay. that.
1: All right, that was part of our uh, Summerfest <laughs> game. That was exactly. awesome. Exactly, yes.
2: We just, we just
1: played all the hits.
2: February yes. 1st, you remember the union met for the fourth time... And they made little progress, according to reports. Fast forward to February 3rd, just two days later. Oh, who doesn't remember this? The league asks for assistance of a federal mediator to help resolve the differences with the Players' Union, as ESPN's Jeff passes report. Uh, shock my memory, Matt. How'd that go?
1: did not go well. At that point, I thought it was a really ugly situation because the knives were being brought out a little bit earlier than I, I thought they needed to be brought out. Ugly and nasty. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, All nasty. Right. There After go.
2: the... Uh, just.
1: It's. Listen.
2: Um, synonyms, my friend. Synonyms. Uh, February 10th, Manfred tells reporters at the quarterly meetings in Florida that Major League Baseball will make the Players Union a counterproposal in a scheduled Saturday meeting. Quote, we are going to make a good... Fa- we are going to... I can't even say it. We're gonna make a good faith positive proposal in an effort to move the process forward, February tenth.
1: Remember that? I like at this yeah, like at this point in time, from this for a while, like I just there was no optimism from me whatsoever. You say I'm an optimistic guy, but from here on, man, it's just time and time again, I had no faith, I had zero faith that the offer that was going to be presented actually was a good faith offer. Quick follow up, does that? Register to you that that was a month ago today oh man yeah
2: does that feel like a month ago because february 15th the first official report date for pitchers and catchers for multiple big league camps arrives with the lockout still in place spring training officially delayed remember how you felt the fit this is not even a month ago how bleak it felt
1: yeah i think on that day i was just kind of sad because that is such a that's such a big day for baseball fans when spring, you know, the, the old hope springs eternal. Well, there was none of that. There was nothing. It was, just a, it was just nothing but negotiation. So sad was how I felt that day. Moody. Yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah, Moody. Okay.
2: Uh, the February 17th, the players and the league in New York, they meet through a little progress, but the meeting ends after 15 minutes.
1: <sighs> yeah, that, that over and over and over. Like a 15. Now, I will say this. I thought we made way too much of the length of meetings because at that point, what Ooh. they were literally doing was they were just handing over proposals. So we, it was it was low-hanging fruit for us to make a big deal about how long the meetings were going, but it was also very clear that there was no progress being made. Uh, so at that point, I just felt like there, it was just all worthless.
2: Well, well, did you feel better on February 25th when Commissioner Rob Manfred is present as MLB and the Players Union hold their longest bargaining session of the week? You say you don't take a lot of stock in the meeting length. This is the longest one. Also, I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, he met with the uh, MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark, which I believe was the first time they were in the same room throughout this entire process.
1: Was that the one that went really late into the night? Yeah. That, uh, okay, so that was the night. I was sitting here on my computer, refreshing Twitter over and over and over. Bob Nightingale from USA Today was the guy that night who had all the information. And at that point, I was like legitimately hopeful because it sounded like they were actually close to a deal. But then we learned shortly thereafter, the next day, that there was just kind of a spin coming from the owners and they were never actually that close. So I had true optimism that night when that was going on, but I later realized it was all for nothing. 16
2: hours later, they extend the labor deal deadline to Tuesday. Fast forward to that Tuesday, March 1st. I am going to cancel some regular season games. Oh, man. Jeff Pazin. Darkest days in baseball. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so that... I hated that because Rob Manfred did that press conference and... He walked up with like a smile on his face, and then all of a sudden he like turned the smile off the second he realized the cameras were on. But then he couldn't help himself. He was kind of laughing about things, and that was the day he was caught practicing his golf swing. And I just I felt embarrassed. I felt embarrassed for the man that he could be so—he can't read a room. He can't understand that—we you know, just heard the Jeff Passen cut. It was it was a somber day, and you're the commissioner of baseball. There is no reason you should ever have a smile on your face when having that press conference. So I was just I was I was sick for the sport at that point. Hey Bobby, ratchet exactly.
2: Uh, but now okay. So here's the best part. Now, really, I'm telling you, put yourself in this mindset. March 8th, it's Mar- Today's March 10th. March 8th, the union and the league meet for nearly 17 hours in New York on Tuesday. The league's latest deadline to avoid cancellation of another regular season game.
1: The 8th. Yeah, I just, after what happened the time before, I was just, I was nothing. I was just waiting. I was... Yeah, numb. That's a good one, numb. I was absolutely numb. March 9th, yesterday,
2: after two extensive days of negotiations, the league and the union do not reach a new labor agreement. Rob Manfred announces another week of regular season games are removed from this. This was yesterday. Well, yeah. Yeah. I- I mean, exact
1: exact same feeling. Just no hope for anything.
2: And then March 10th, wouldn't you know it? Early in the afternoon, you get the push notification. No one saw it coming. Oh my God! Baseballs back Like, can you even correctly put into words? Given that it's your job, I hope you can. So, how you let me tell today?
1: you this. Let me tell you the story. Um. Uh, all right, so everything's going down. We're coming up on that deadline, and I'm on Twitter, and uh, we're we're starting to see that the executive committee, sub-executive committee, subcommittee, whatever they're called, those eight players that are on it, are going to vote no. So I'm thinking, okay, this is just not going to go. It's not going to go. My wife sent me to Costco, Greg, to pick up a rotisserie chicken, and... They, they did not have any rotisserie chickens. Oh, they were what? still cooking. Oh, it's going to get so, worse. So there's three minutes left. And I can tell you, at the Pewaukee Costco, I do not get cell phone service as I am deep into the Costco. So we are right there at the deadline and i am standing there waiting for a rotisserie chicken (laughs) that i can bring home to my wife and daughter and we have passed the deadline and i finally get that thing and i'm fully expecting it to once again be a um a a no and i walk out the doors of costco and my lte service re re goes on my cell phone and boom I learn that baseball's back. Oh, my God, rotisserie
2: chicken in hand. Behind the mic once again for Brewers Weekly. (sighs) Baseball's back, everybody. What a good day. That's game time, Matt Polly. Thanks for playing,
1: pal. And I'm having rotisserie chicken for dinner tonight. Yum! We'll, uh, We'll continue on with the program in just a moment here on WTMJ. So we're going to hear tomorrow from a number of folks connected to the Brewers, and we're expected to hear some details on the logistics of everything that's going on. Uh, But Adam McAlvey of MLB.com just brought this to everybody's attention with a tweet about an hour ago. There have already been some changes that have been posted on the Brewers schedule on the Brewers website again these have not been confirmed by the team but for example what is now going to be the home opener that would be on April 14th that is against St. Louis that is scheduled for a 4:14 start time so a 4:14 first pitch on four one four day, there on uh, April fourteenth, that's what it looks like right now. The team will play their first six games on the road against the Cubs and the Orioles. Opening day is scheduled for uh, in Chicago for April seventh, and then uh, the home opener is scheduled for April fourteenth. That's a Thursday, and it looks like that's going to be a four fourteen start based off what we're seeing online right now. But again, not officially confirmed by anybody. Let's grab a phone call real quick, James on the South Side. Hey, James, you're on WTMJ.
0: Yeah, Matt, uh, we're going to see, uh, like the Brewers, like in uh, September where they uh, expand their roster, we're going to only see the same thing you have seen uh, the last couple of years where you're only going to be able to add a, a player or two after uh, Labor Day type of thing.
1: Yeah, one. nothing's changing gonna... there. So you your regular season roster is 26 men, and then that's going to go up to 28 in September. That change was made a few years back, and they're not going yeah. back to the full 40-man roster. So you're not going to see that okay. uh, anymore. James, appreciate the phone gonna... call. Gonna... Uh, that's, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where it's going to be at uh, moving forward. That's not going to uh, change. Which, here's what I would do. This has always been what I thought, because that time means so much to so many players who maybe don't get the opportunity you make your major league debut you get to be in a big league clubhouse like i just i've always thought there is value to having the entire 40 man roster available in september now games get a little bit out of hand so my thought has always been have the 40 man roster available but have to declare a game day roster whether it's 26 players 28 players 30 players whatever it might be so you got a handful of guys who are not going to be available that still allows you to use a lot of pitching because if you use a pitcher one day they don't have to be on the you know the active game day roster the next day so there's still a chance to you you know put some different guys in and out but that's what I would do uh, I would allow the expanded rosters but then force you to declare your game day roster each day. That's that's a Matt Pauly idea. I haven't heard a whole lot of people uh mimic that. One other thing that's going to be changing, we didn't talk about this earlier on the show and we didn't get into as much baseball stuff as I wanted to, but don't worry. We got time. We got about a month till the season gets started and we've got a lot of time to get to that. Uh this is not going to go into effect this year, but something that is going to change is you're not going to see as many divisional games. Right now you play, what, the the 19 games against your divisional opponents each year? It makes up such a large percentage of the schedule. They're actually going to change it where you don't play as many games against divisional opponents, and you're going to play every team in Major League Baseball at least one series every year. And not just the teams in your league. So you're going to play at least one series a year year against every other team, American League and National League, that's going to go into effect in 2023. I'm going to be really curious to see the logistics on that one, because when you consider the uneven number of teams between the American League and National League, and just everything that's going to go into that, it's already tough to put together a schedule. It's going to be that much tougher when you have to play absolutely everybody on an every-year basis. But that's going to be another change that's going to be coming along with this uh, collective bargaining agreement. All right. We have had a celebration today. Major League Baseball, it is back. Again, the season is going to get started just a little bit late, but it will be underway. And uh, look forward to uh, continuing to uh, ramp up to the season with you. We'll be back with you every Thursday night here on WTMJ. That's going to do it for uh, this week's edition of the program. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again real soon for another edition of Brewers Weekly.